Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, my friend. We are in the final month of 2019. If you're listening to when the show dropped and not binging later on in 2020 or future years, which is all okay, but 2019, holy moly, how did we get here? I think about Y2K and going from 1999 to 2000 and how there was so much concern about the internet blowing up or not working and all the drama around it. And here we are going into 2020. Holy moly. I'm excited about 2020 and I've got some big things planned for you, for my clients, for the work I'm going to do, as well as I've got some big commitments scheduled. So I'm just really excited because of this whole process of who I'm evolving to and my own process of evolving and the show's evolving and the work I did to do with my clients and they're evolving. So 2020, I'm very excited and I'm looking forward to ending things well in 2019. And I want you to think about that. How do you want to end things in 2019? I'm going to do a show in a couple of weeks about saying bye to 2019 and saying hello to 2020. So stay tuned for that. Okay. It's time for a shout out to, oh, I hope I say your name right. Rosa Lala. And she gave five stars to the show and she said, great for growth. Most of my podcast listening is about learning and personal, professional and creative growth. This is one of my favorite go-tos. It's filled with useful tips and tools, simple, practical ways to apply them to your life, delivered in a way that feels like it's being done over coffee with a good friend. Oh, I especially love that while it's filled with warmth and compassion, there are no pushovers here. You got that right, sister. Also, no overly positive, perky cheerleaders, which always feels a little fake to me. Me too. I get that. Just helpful guidance in a relatable and easily digestible delivery. I also love that they are generally long enough to have a little meat to them, but short enough to fit into a lunch hour or less. Oh, thank you so much. That was such a great review because you talked about what you liked. You gave feedback about things that were really aligned with the strengths for what you got from it. So, oh my gosh, I so align with this review. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you have not yet, go and leave your iTunes review. And here's something else that's becoming really important, especially as Apple has switched over from iTunes to, I guess, Apple Podcasts. So I guess I should be saying Apple Podcast Review. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. So, so, so important. Hit that subscribe button. It helps the show. This is your way of being able to give back to the show is hit that subscribe button. And I don't really understand the whole algorithm thing, but Let's face it, 2019 and 2020 and beyond, we're living in algorithms. So hit that and that helps the show. And also it makes sure that you get the shows in future notifications on your phones directly delivered to you. Isn't that such a fantastic thing? I love it. I love not having to think about things and having things already scheduled. I love my TiVo. I love my Apple podcasts. I just love having stuff there for me. So Rosie Lala, thank you so much for your feedback. And we've got a special little bonus for you all 
everybody, including Rosalala, at the end of the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that because I've got a little treat and we're trying something new. Okay, we're talking about the word selfish today. And my invitation to you is how about we banish the word selfish? Let's just banish it from our language. Let's let it no longer exist within our lives. Byron Katie talks about how the thoughts that we think create the prison walls of our lives. And I definitely think the word selfish, and I know in my own life, has created tremendous prison walls. So growing up and throughout my life, one of the biggest criticisms somebody could have lashed out at me, I'm letting you all in a little secret, though I've done my work to evolve out of this. But one of the biggest criticisms someone could lash out to me was to call me selfish, to tell me I was being selfish. And let's think about that. So being a female, right, we're really not allowed to be selfish. We're brought up to, you know, care for others, take care of other people before you take care of yourself. It's not nice to be selfish. That's just what mean girls do. All of that. There's so much cultural programming. And then in addition to being female, I was also an athlete on the team. So that's not allowed, right? Because who wants to train with a selfish teammate? And then think about this. The other roles I live in my life are as a friend, a wife, a mother, and, you know, let's face it, that's even worse to be selfish in those arenas. So when somebody would lash out at me and tell me I was selfish, it was so disempowering for me and it gave them so much power over my life. Now, I'm going to be honest with you because I don't know when the last time this accusation was made of me. And the truth is in my later years, it's really become the voice in my own head that I've been able to separate from the cultural messages I've received. So I've evolved out of this, but this is something that I'm seeing come up with my clients. And I had a client that I'm going to talk about later and she too is banishing the word selfish. And it's been cool to watch, to be a part of her own involvement So while this may not be where I once was, I understand where you are and I'm going to break it down for you. So when I used to be called selfish or somebody would lash out and use the word, how I reacted was I got really small, which is kind of funny because if you've seen me in person, I'm a big person. I'm 5'11". I'm not tiny. I've never been tiny. I've never been short. I've always been tall but I get really small. I pull away. I hide away. Maybe I don't use my voice. I get really quiet. Could you imagine me not using my voice? The other thing I do when I'm reacting to the word selfish is that I can really get into approval whoring. And then this is what really worked for people who would use and call me selfish was to their gain of, I got rid of boundaries because you know, they didn't like my boundaries. And so then to call me selfish could work for them because I'd approve a whore and say, okay, let me just get rid of my boundaries. And sure, let me just please you. And that worked for them. But here's the thing. Selfish didn't serve me. It really, really didn't serve me. And in the long run, it didn't serve others. Now, maybe it was great when I would get smaller, not use my voice or approve a whore or get rid of my boundaries, but there was a cost. And In that moment, you may not have seen that cost. And some people who would lash out and play that selfish card may never have seen the cost. And I might have offloaded the pain, unfortunately, to other people in my life. But in the long run, there's a huge cost to pay when 
I indulged when I attached to somebody else's thought about me being selfish. And remember, it's not necessarily transactional. You call me selfish and I go back at you. You call me selfish. I approval whore for you, approval whore, approval whore, approval whore. And then I get really grumpy with another person in my life and it comes out over there and they're like, whoa, wait a second. I have whiplash. What just happened? Right. Or I get rid of boundaries and I over deliver and I, I'm willing to do this and I'm willing to do that. And I'm so exhausted that I'm not able to be there for myself or for my family or good friends. So not having boundaries, again, can be a short-term benefit for the person who wants to call me selfish and doesn't want me to have boundaries because it doesn't work for them. But the long-term cost to me is I'm exhausted. I eventually become resentful and I possibly lose it by going gladiator on either the person that's pressing the boundaries or on somebody I care about. And me going gladiator is never worth it. There's then that's a whole shame spiral and so on. So the truth that I know now as a 47 year old woman sitting here in 2019 is that I'm not selfish and I wasn't selfish. There are times that I could be self-absorbed. There are times that I can make decisions without maybe thinking of the consequences, but generally I'm not a selfish person. And just like anyone, Sure, I can have selfish moments. I can be self-absorbed. I cannot realize other people, but I'm not selfish. And that's something that I've gotten really clear at over the years and I've evolved is me taking care of myself doesn't mean I'm selfish. But the other part is, is that it's not really just about me, right? Because I love serving other people. I love being parts of something that are bigger than myself, greater than myself. I love that. That's just been a part of my life, being an athlete and being on a team and, you know, going for a team goal, being parts of communities. I love to be a part of something bigger than myself. And let's face it, I love to be alone. I love to spend time with myself and thinking and ruminating and reading and learning and just kind of going through my own little life. But that's still not selfish. That's me taking care of me so that I can show up in my world. Today, I invite you to banish the word selfish from your language. Get it out of your vocabulary. And it's interesting because in my own life, I don't have that voice of selfish anymore. And I work with my clients to remove it as well. So a couple of months ago, one of my clients, she got on the call. And the first thing she said to me was, Karen, we need to get rid of this word selfish. It's ridiculous. And she is now a woman who takes care of herself. And she realized that's not being selfish. She'd spent about 50 years taking care of everybody else but herself. And then learning as we work together, how to take care of herself and it wasn't selfish. And she's now on the other side where she sees her capacity to take care of others has grown so much more now that she takes care of herself as a woman in 2019, she now takes care of herself and she knows she is not selfish. And this has become really important because there are all sorts of shit storms happening around her life. Like her business partners are going through some difficult emotional times. Her adult children are going through their own growth opportunities that has lots of wounds. And then her family of origin has its own struggles, right? So she's kind of like the center of all these different storms that are going on. She's not the cause. She's the calm. 
and there's all these storms, right? But because she's been able to learn how to manage her emotions, learn how to manage her mindset and take care of herself, she has so much more resilience and capacity to walk with the people that are going through these struggles. And I chose walk with versus take care of because I think sometimes we confuse take care of with fix. I can be a great fixer, but we want to take care of, but we're walking with the person, not removing the problems themselves for them to just repair. She's been able to do this, remember, because she has done her emotional work and she is able to do her emotional work and understanding where her emotions come from, understanding her mindset so she can walk this path with those people in her life. So she can do it because she knows she is not selfish. She knows this inner bones. That's her belief. As a woman who is not selfish, she is now and has been for a while, a woman who takes care of herself. She does her own emotional work. She really manages her emotions. She really understands that her emotions come from her stories that she tells herself from her thoughts, not from other people, but from her own mindset. She is aware of her mindset and she does manage it daily. (laughs) It is a full-time job, you guys. (laughs) Manage that brain of ours because that's where a lot of the shit so stem from. And then she has done a phenomenal job of really staying in her own business. Doesn't mean to hell with everybody else, but she's really been able to stay in her own business and not attached to other people's businesses. And she helps the people where she can. So it may be, hey, I can cook them food because she's a fantastic cook and loves to do that. Or I can go out to dinner with them or I can go spend some time with them in the evenings when I'm done with work but she's not going to sacrifice herself or her business because then the ripple effect of how that affects her own family and her children and so on and so forth. She upholds her boundaries to support herself so that she has resilience to be there for those who matters. And remember boundaries are containers and they are there to support you so that you can support others. If you want to think of boundaries as a cup, a coffee mug that I'm looking at, has boundaries. It holds the coffee so that it can pour into my mouth and nourish me. And yes, I do believe coffee nourishes me. I love my coffee, but that's what boundaries are. Boundaries allow you to have capacity so that you can help others. So, so important. So when she upholds her boundaries by making sure she exercises, by making sure she nourishes herself with food, by making sure she sleeps, she then has the capacity of when those she loves, those that she cares deeply about are going through struggle, that she can pick up the phone, that she can talk to them, that she can be there for them and hold space for them. When she doesn't have that capacity, that's when she used to go to using food to numb her and not taking care of herself. So by taking care of herself first, she has the capacity to help others. Now, taking care of yourself is not selfish. I'm going to say that a lot. Taking care of yourself is not selfish. Taking care of yourself allows for you to have the capacity to take care of, to support, and to walk through the journey with others. If you drop the word selfish from your language, I ask you, how do you show up in your own life then? When you're able to take care of yourself, what is your ability to take care of others? I invite you to make a commitment to take care of yourself. And this 
Commitment is about your emotional, your mindset, your physical and social well-being. And when you do this, you will increase your capacity for others. You will understand what you can help and what you can't help. And it reminds me of the serenity prayer. This is something that I understand so much more deeply at 47 than I did at 25. And I'm so excited because if you know anything about me, words really matter. And I love to have artwork or signs that have words. And so when I was writing this podcast episode, I went and ordered the sign. So now it's in my office and it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. How are you at accepting the things that you cannot change? When we're so exhausted, when we're not good at taking care of ourselves, what can happen is we can spend time trying to change things that we may not be able to have any influence over or somebody else may not want us to even change it. And yes, my friend, it does take courage to change the things that you can, to have boundaries, to say, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to go and exercise and I will come back and take care of everybody else to say, no, I can't have this scheduled meeting with you at this time. It takes a lot of courage. And yes, wisdom can sound like a big word, but yes, you do have that wisdom inside of you to know the difference. It's really in there. I have a special bonus for you. After this podcast, go to the podcast page and I want you to download your worksheet to banish the word selfish. Let's banish it. And that's your opportunity to test out the questions that I gave to you. I'm so excited for this because one of the feedback we've gotten is that I've asked all these questions, right? These are coaching opportunities and people are hitting rewind, rewind, rewind to get the words. So here you go. The questions that I asked, they're on the worksheet. Do it, fill it out. There's so much power in writing. And I just invite you to be a compassionate observer. Watch your brain and what comes up. Just notice you're unpacking it. You're decluttering what you've been programmed. We are removing selfish from a vocabulary. And I find it so effective to pick one word and make a commitment to remove it from your language. About 10 years ago, I did this with the word should. And I would say 98% of the time, that's not even a part of my vocabulary. A while back, I did an episode on the word just. And if you notice a few minutes ago, I used the word just, but that's another word I've been really working on being deliberate about letting go of. So now our word to let go of is selfish. And in this case, we're going to banish it. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm so choosy with the words in my language. And I'm always like, oh, I don't like the word battle or attack or fight. But I really like this idea of banishment. So like, we're going to just banish it. It's not allowed into our space. We're banishing it from the castle. So once you remove the word from your language, who will you be, my friend? How do you move through the world? What is your capacity to help serve and connect with others? Those are good ones for you to think about and explore. In this podcast today, there's been a lot of deep work for you to go and unpack. Okay, my friend, until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Hey. 
If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short, they're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. Never been so wide.